Regal Movie Masters. Unlimited. This is the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited Podcast, where we indiscriminately watch every goddamn movie that comes out at the local theater. Your movie masters today are Justine. Hi. Brent. Hello. Dylan. What's up? Today's going to be a, a, a bit of a short episode. There was one movie that came out this week. It was Transformers. I don't know why no one else was going against Transformers. Like It, was, it, it makes it's it weird. feel... It, it seems that way. Yeah. But then you look at every other week, and there's usually a, a big blockbuster, and there's two or three little films. Not this time. Well, listen. You're missing a big chunk of the title. Rise of the Beast. Right. The be- they, don't they were want, afraid there's of There's a big beast. beast. Yeah, it's a beast of a film. No one wants to fucking fight against that. I was just about to ask him what it meant to him, but he just broke it down. It's a beast of a film. Yeah. Okay. So no one wants to go against the beast. Now that it's been explained to me, uh, it makes sense. So, uh, but we did watch Can. Me and Justine at least watched Kandahar. <laughs> uh, it's a, a movie from a couple weeks ago. Honestly, just felt bad talking about one movie. So <laughs> we got <laughs> got that. Uh, it had been on our list. It just so many other things came right. out like big movies but i think that's also why people didn't want to go against transformers they were still going against the little mermaid and uh fast x and guardians of the galaxy mario spider-man spider-man <laughs> yeah. oh oh wow so, you yeah, know, their heavy. competition was week two week three of these other movies. right right so either way we just got uh transformers this week justine should we address why your voice sounds insane I'm sick. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that too to deal Sorry. with. Sorry, so, yeah. yeah, I know it's, it's so annoying. crazy. It. <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a, gonna be a brief app, but just don't. Well, see, as if if you don't acknowledge it, it goes out of control. So we know <laughs> we're not stupid. We have a we do have an email that you can contact us at. It's uh, moviemasters seven six zero at gmail dot com. If you email us, uh, we will read your email on quote unquote air. And address any questions you have. Um, we default to anonymous, so if you want us to use your name, say it's okay to use your name. Transformers, it's the rise of beasts. It's a move. It's a movie that's out right now. It's is the 18th installment in the Transformers series. You got you got Optimus Prime, but he's not the main guy. Optimus Primal is in the mix. It's his Beast War stuff, and uh, the story. Story. Oh, you want story. Okay. Uh, Unicron. Cron. Unicron is like, as you might know from the real Transformers movie, possibly the only Transformers movie to some uh, enlightened souls, the one that came out in the 80s, the cartoon. Uh, Unicron of that fame is eating up planets, and he's, he's trying to eat up a beast planet. And uh, they take a, what, what's it called? Time warp key? Sounds good. Okay. Time swamp. They take the they Unicron trans wants the. Warp? I think it's a time warp key. That sounds it's not good. Not time, trans warp. Trans warp trans key. Warp okay, there's this trans warp key. Unicron gets this. Watch out, he's gonna go crazy. But the beasts of the titular beasts of the subtitle of this film, they're like, we're gonna take this uh, trans warp key. We're gonna go to Earth with it, hide it from Unicron and his main bad guy Scourge, voiced by Peter Dinklage. And uh, oh, I should say the right director. Yeah, the director is Stephen Capel. He did um, Creed two. So there you go. And then some smaller movies. Um, and uh, it was written by J. 
Joby Harold, who did the Obi-Wan series on Disney Plus. And then a, a team that I have not seen on anything else, Darnell Mateyer and Josh Peters. So there are writers. There is a director. Uh, they go to Earth with the Transwarp Key, the Beasts. They've been here forever. Transformers, the uh, Autobots, are, uh, they've also been on Earth forever. This is a sequel to the Bumblebee movie, which was a prequel to all the Michael Bay movies. Oh. You, you may have noticed you didn't hear Michael Bay's name mentioned in uh, the the uh, credits, this is the debayified Transformers we're dealing with. He did produce it, though. Yes, whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. There's a key. It's on Earth. Uh, some humans get involved. Turn the key on. This like uh, museum lady and this car thief. Not a car thief guy. He's just a guy, but he's stealing a car. The car turns out to be a Decepticon. The lady who's at the mu- museum Autobot triggers the thing. Um, triggers the 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 ti- trans warp key. This ends up a beacon. Humans can't see it. It's like a dog whistle for for robots. <laughs> for- and they're like, "All right, let's go get this thing." Though, oh yeah, they want to use the key to because they so they could get home. But they also know they can't let Unicron get the key. They want to go to Cybertron. Is the the Transformers thing? But the Unicron can see the key. And he's like, oh, we'll send Scourge, my main dude. So Scourge, sent by Omicron, Unicron, he comes down <laughs> and he takes the key. And they're like, ah, oh, well, we're in trouble now. And then they're like, well, not really because we the key was split up. Oh, friggin' now the beasts come into play of Rise of the Beast fame. Our Air Razor, voiced by Michelle Yeoh. And this is my favorite part of the movie. Because I'm imagining them holding a gun to her head and making her say the dumbest shit you've ever heard in your life. Because it's like, if it sounds like I'm stumbling over the plot, you can imagine this poor woman. She's just like, Optimus Prime, the Autobots and the humans have been separated for too long, but the Maximals are in Peru, and we have split up the transwarp key, and there's a second transwarp key. That own Unicron doesn't know about and Scourge can't get to. So we need to, like, I'm just imagining this poor, poor woman. <laughs> Oscar winner. Fresh off an Oscar. <laughs> just like, ah, the Maximals. Yes. I mean, that, she, it's not like she's doing a bad job. She's doing the job you do when you're assigned this, but Jesus Christ. So she's like the wise old bird Maximal. And she gets uh, the uh, Autobots to go to Peru. And the humans are involved in it, too, because they're like, well, fuck it. I guess if our Earth is going to blow up. The humans are Anthony Ramos and uh, Dominique uh, Fishback. No, thanks. They're uh, pairing up, <laughs> and they're going to Peru, and they're going to uh, help the Autobots and the Maximals get the <laughs> second part of the Transwarp Key. But you, you know Unicron is not about this. He's got Scourge. They're going. They're going to try to break it up. But... Um, uh, Pete Davidson's in the movie. He yeah. plays yep. a robot. The when I said that that one guy was stealing a, a car, it was uh, Pete Davidson. He's, the, the car was Pete Davidson. Yes. Yeah. Mirage. Yes. Mirage. Mirage. Yeah. Eventually, they're in Peru, and there there's fights and 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 whatnot. And it's a it's a Transformers movie. Uh, you know, most improved. That's what I'm yeah. giving this movie yeah. the award to. Yeah. I think um the debayification is a Step in the right direction. Uh-huh. Good job. I think, um, you know, as much as I'm kind of uh, goofing on the plot here, 
like convoluted as it may be and like info dumpy and lore heavy that it may be. It wasn't that important. No. Yeah. And more to the point, you understood it. Yep. Like two keys, need both keys, go home with key or a bad guy get key and then we're in trouble. Yep. (laughs) The bad guys were secondary colors like oranges and purples. Mm -hmm. The good guys were blues and yellows and reds and is uh you could kind of see what was happening and and follow along that sounds like the bare minimum but if you have seen a michael bay transformers movie you would fucking slit your relative's throat to get an Mm -hmm. iota of like sensible understanding of what is happening in those movies because they just get into such a mess to the point where it's just i don't know i find those films to be unenjoyable even in a turn off your brain popcorn movie kind of way and this movie was a turn off your brain popcorn movie but it was like what i want those movies to be which is like all right i'm seeing some robots fight this is cool good times to be had and i'd say overall i i had a had a good time at this one yeah it's pretty simple like the uh, i think the i only saw maybe the first definitely the first but possibly the second bay edition and my concerns with those were just that any action was just extremely zoomed in on. Right. Um, quick cuts. Yeah, quick cuts. Couldn't really tell what was going on. So that really bums me out because I really like when when robots fight and when you know creatures fight. Yeah. I I love that panoramic vision. You know what I mean? That, that comes from Japan. You know, like for the most part. Uh, but we also saw it in Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim. Right. Um, you know what I mean? You just got you got your you got your whoever's fighting all in the frame, and the person they're fighting also in the frame and they're just breaking stuff and the, the, like yeah those those bay editions did not have that sort of perspective so i checked out and didn't even bother with however many have come out since the first one or the first two they get they get surprisingly worse like oh wow really? it starts off i mean the first one especially i think is kind of a time capsule and kind of has some charm yeah by the time you get to like the whatever the fourth and fifth ones are which ones rise of the fallen anyone when they have, start to have titles like Rise of the Fallen, mm-hmm. you're like, uh, <laughs> it, it is like r- truly incomprehensible what's Fall happening. Of the Risen. <laughs> and like, like you're saying, it's robots fighting people. Like, yeah. this should be a good time. You yeah. should be having, you should pretty much be having nonstop fun at a robot fight For real. movie. You guys, any robot jocks fans in the audience? Anyone? You Anyone? know, I never saw it. Did you see it? Robot jocks? Robot jocks? Just me? I saw it. What's that? With me. Oh, you don't know about it? Or no, you grew up watching it, right? Did I just force Wait you to watch minute. it? No, I'm talking about the Hugh Jackman movie. <laughs> oh no, that's not Robot Jocks. Which... Oh, Robo Dilf. Yeah, what's Robo Dilf called? We just called it Robo Dilf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shoot, what was that called? The Hugh Jackman robot fighting movie? You sure it wasn't called Robot Jocks? No, Robot Jocks <laughs> was an '80s movie, like a really budget, like. Yeah. Did, was it a remake? No, Hugh Jackman did a 2000s movie where he like gets in there. That's more like um, human-sized robots fighting and like. X-Men. It's called Real Steel. It is called Real That's Steel. Oh, yeah. like the, the Rock'em Sock'em looking robot? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. That definitely should have been called RoboDilf. Um, but Robot Jock's like a, a, a crappy 80s movie that I was obsessed with as a kid because it's giant robots fighting each other. Yeah. You should be obsessed with that. It's cool as shit. Yep. Uh, yeah, I had, didn't get that feel off of any of the Transformers movies uh, up until this point. And this is, a, yeah, at least watchable, fun, palatable, comprehensible. Everything has been improved upon on the last movies. Still don't know if it's like, you know, a great movie or a thrill ride by any means, but 
it doesn't get in the way of itself. I'll say that much. Like you know, it, you get to see some robots fight for sure. There was like a, uh, a like a knee jerk reaction from a lot of the public, and understandably so, about Pete Davidson being in it. People were like, "I'm not gonna see it. Pete Davidson, and it. it's gonna suck." Pete Davidson was fine for like a Transformers movie. Did you have any beef with him? Um, you know, I guess that segues into my main beef I have with pretty much all of these movies, mm-hmm. which is like a lot of humor and bad humor. Yeah, like, but I think that kind of works for a robot because a robot would not be funny. I don't know. It's I guess just the tone of of humor that's injected into these movies. But it so definitely I think it's for, feels like, injected. I went, I went to the same perspective as like watching a standard Skywalker trilogy Star Wars movie. It's for kids, right? Right. right. It's about toys for sure. And I'm not looking for like dark, gritty Transformers either. I would not want that. But I guess it's just like uh, you had this with um, the Justice League. One of those movies where they're just like, we need to lighten it up. We need to be more like the Marvel movies. Put some jokes in. Yeah. And then you got the like, what is brunch sequence? That's true. That's what the Transformers movies feel like to me, where they're just like, it needs to be lighter. I know. Put in some jokes. And I don't think humor in action movies is by any means uh, a no-go. Like It's almost a tradition, right? I mean, it just depends on how it's done yeah. and like strength of the material. Did Plane have jokes in it? It's been so long. No, Plane okay. was Plane very was straight-faced, straight okay. but that was, so, yeah, yeah. that was very much so not oh, for and, kids. Like, all the Chuck, most of the Chuck Norris stuff never had jokes in the 80s. Yeah, but those are like straight action movies. I yeah. guess if you look to like, hey, to go back to Michael Bay, give him his propers, okay. the Independence Day, there's like humor in that. Yeah, there's jokes in you that. You know, and they uh, tend to hit... I guess they do kind of come from like having a Will Smith or whatever in the movie. Yeah. And yeah, just good solid solid material in that. There's a balance. It's not a it's not a, like a don't put humor in my sci-fi robot movie uh stance. It's just if you're just gonna be humor, why not make it funny? And I think the humor in this isn't great. And I don't blame Pete Davidson for that by any means. I'm not a, a Davidson hater. You know, if you were on Saturday Night Live, you get a pass from yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Kinda, you know, <laughs> so like, uh, I don't, I don't have anything against him, but maybe the idea of just putting in a comedic actor gave him more attempts to put some funny lines in, or maybe. made him push for that. And but it's also to give the robots. I mean, this is funny saying this. Robots personality. Yeah. You know, because all Bumblebee is doing is just dropping samples. Yeah, which is a. Uh, and Optimus that, Prime is just apologizing for being Optimus Prime. And the 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 Bumblebee drop in sample thing, that kind of goes to the, the forced humor in these movies, yeah. you know, where it's like, I don't know. Remember that thing? Do you think adults hated Hot Rod? Which one was Hot Rod? The kind of like cool guy in the in the old one, like the cartoon and stuff. You've got more knowledge on that than me. Well, what I'm saying is, I mean, he's cool, but is that just the feeling that we had of him at the time? He sort of just seems like an updated version of that. Mm-hmm. So, like, it might be irritating to us. Are you saying Pete Davidson's character is for kids? Kind of. Yep. Okay. I think so. But he's All also right. the heartbeat for the movie in a lot of ways, you know? Like, in yeah. terms of, like, the, the robots, at least. It's, like, the only robot that has, like, a personality. Yeah, I guess so, huh? Yeah, they, they have, like, you know, unique designs and stuff. I I like the, the girl robot, the RC. Cool to see her in it. That sold me. What what's up with the scale of her? She's like sometimes she's the size of a human. Any other of them? <laughs> They're <Yeah>. all crazy. <laughs> okay. No, she's really big, but she hers is gross in this because she has a fake human on top of her. Yeah, you didn't yeah. notice that when that's she's why, um, in car mode. In my oh. head, I, my canon is that um that's why she hides in the van because she can't just be regular because she has that dead body <laughs> like connected to the bike and she would just look weird just standing there oh yeah she's a motorcycle yeah yeah, yeah. 
That's my only reason why I'm like, she's hiding in the truck because she can't just yeah. stand there like as a car. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, I just did not pay. I mean, this is not a, I don't. It should show how much how little attention I <laughs> this movie demands of you, the viewer. Um, but yeah, I guess she doesn't have a personality in in that regard. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, uh, the 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 humor element, all the comedic stuff, all the personality stuff. Really, I know it's needed, but I just don't think it was very great. Mm. It's technically there. I've been thinking about it a lot. Um, you know, like like when I talk about. You know, kaiju and robots and stuff fighting in American films. I always like long for what's going on in Japan more so. But then I was looking at like some of the human performances in this, and I think about the American phenomenon around the globe, and I go, oh, well, they probably have like the same perspective in other countries that I have. They just want to see Americans be American. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So like, it up. Yeah, so, like, while I hated the human aspect of this because it just reminds me of, I don't know, going to the food court or something. Right. Like, I guess that'll play big in Asia or that'll play big, you know, in Europe or the Middle East yeah, or something. Yeah, you see some, some New York people being New York people. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's fun. I'm surprised they didn't give them cowboys. Yankee yeah. Doodle. <laughs> I'm the Texas guy. I'll wrangle these guys up. Yeehaw. That's from, that's from my sequel. Hey, uh, speaking of scale, Dylan, uh, you you wanted to make some observations about the design of uh, these Transformers? Oh, yeah. I have a question for the... I, I, Lots of questions actually for the <laughs> primals, the what's it, what's it called? Maximals, <laughs> the goddamn maximals. A gun against Michelle Yeoh's head. It's maximals. Maximals key swap key <laughs> switch. <laughs> the maximals are getting the transwarp key. You're gonna say have, it. You're, say it. You're now say Optimus Prime, then say Optimus Primal. You're you, Air Razor. You should know this. <laughs> Say your name is Air Razor right now. Refer to yourself as Air Razor the Maximal. Okay, now pretend you're sick. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I have a question. The Maximals come from another planet in a different universe? Sure. Sure, man. Then how do they take form of animal? If animals were animals existing? I gotta be real, dog. I don't know how the goddamn Autobots take form of cars. I don't... Yeah, but they, I don't they, understand they scan the, the cars. Stuff. In the first one, they they make clear that they scan cars. And this one, they were uh, they, they they were already animals. The, yeah, the Maximals were maximized before they came to Earth. So yes. maybe this is a uh, Prometheus situation mm. where like the grand designer of the whole universe is like those are uh, the gorillas and the they, they were testing birds. them out. I mean, yeah. if you think about it, like <laughs> With I mean, even here on Earth, we got some animals as cars. Like, what's a camel? That's a car. Yeah, but my question is, how are they scanning these animals that possibly don't exist in this world that they lived in? Maybe maybe because the Maximals were like beasts before they came to Earth, and the Autobots were not. Robots. Yeah, they were not. The The car thing is like new to the Autobots, whereas Maximals just chilling. It's like, yeah, okay. beginning Fair of enough. time. Shit. Uh, jungle planet. I will yeah, say it's this, just though. a different rule, so they don't. there's no scanning required. Is what I guess I'm they're de- technically different universe, so in this universe, that universe, there was no animals. Is there a, there's a different universe? And so they, that's why they they got born. Animals evolved there too, but machine. Yes. They're well, in a different universe, so they need a key to get No, Megatron. because Optimus Primal is named after Optimus Prime. Yeah, but they, they know they're existing. Full I guess they're in a different galaxy. Galaxy, not universe. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Oh, uh, yeah. But they're all Cybertrons. Anyway, that, question number one, laying that one down. Number two, how come... 
the Maximals have like fur and feathers and hair. <laughs> They're robots. Yeah. They, and they also transform into, into robots. Actual robots. Humanoid robots. <laughs> Not like. They're, they're animal robots turning into humanoid robots. Yeah, and that's their maximal state. That's their fighting state. Again, a gun to Michelle Yosef. Maximals, maximize. <laughs> and then they show the shittiest transformation sequence. Let me tell you, these guys need to watch like some Sailor Moon, some Voltron, shit like that. Like, yeah. what they, where they just like glory shot the transformations in those uh, shows. This one's when the Maximals maximize. It's like nothing. It's like, like, yeah, these, blink of an eye. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're, the, 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 the camera will like scan past them as they're maximizing. Oh, yeah. That's why I didn't really, I don't recall seeing them transform. Yeah, exactly. Because they don't make a. Because that would be gross. You don't want to see like a monkey come apart. A car, you know, like shifting some some wheels around is one thing, but like uh, you know, a chest just, opening. I need up to see the deleted scenes. I'm sure there's like a like a like a workshopping like animation oh, yeah. scene. They were like, I'm sure a horror exist. show. Don't do that. Yeah, I want to see that. Yeah, I think the 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 character designs in general in these like the the post bay or just the live action transformer stuff we've gotten it never sits well with me and. Watching it this time around, I think the problem is they just the, the designs are too busy or something. Even these like more simplified designs, you don't connect the robots talking to the voice coming on the overhead, you know? Yeah. So you just hear like, Autobots, you are needed in the, this sector. Come to me. But you don't really feel like I never felt that like, oh, I'm 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 integrated. Like these are this is the voice coming out of that robot for sure. And I think it is just because they're a little over designed and like not created with any sense of practicality to them, which is another thing for me is like, you know, when I had Transformers as a kid, the whole thing is like shit they they have to work. You know, they're practical. You you shift a yeah. thing around, you move a thing up, you pop a fist out, like it it's cool to play with. These didn't matter in this one. Yeah, it's just like it's like in a cartoon when you see a fighting and it's just like a dust cloud, yeah. and then like someone comes out and they're all beat up. It's like <laughs> that's the transforming, and that's that's consistent through all of these movies. It's not like that's for this movie specifically, but I think the designs of the characters would have benefited if they had to actually do that, that mechanics to some way. I mean, Dude, a, it a bit, oh, but. The, the part where uh, Mirage is reversing down the bridge at, at right. a high rate of speed and decides to transform in order to turn around instead of just cutting the wheel. Um, there's a part where, like, I forget the character's name, but the character is sitting in the, in the, in the front seat and a tire just kind of floats by his chest at one right. point, just like not connected to anything. It just kind of just floats and then it like reforms. It was the spare. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fair yeah, enough. So it should just float in free space. Yeah, sure. That's right. <laughs> You talk about overdesign. There was also like I still feel like Optimus Prime was more of a sketch. Like there's a point where Dylan and I were looking at uh, the app for for Regal, and there's an early showing for Transformers, and then like the regular showing, and the early showing for some reason the photo of Optimus Prime, which is basically the same one as the, the second one, it looked shittier. <laughs> than, yeah. Than the uh, than the the normal time, and when he was talking, it just it just I don't know. It, it looked like a sketch to me. Yeah, it's because it, cause his mouth doesn't move and he doesn't yeah. really have facial expressions. Right, and... it's a robot. Yeah. Well, no, they do because uh, Scourge says to Optimus Prime, oh, the... oh, fuck, what does he say? I laughed at it because he's like, the look of disappointment coming <laughs> off of your face. <laughs> and I was like, you can't even tell what he looks like. Know, just robot yeah. faces. <laughs> yeah. I was like losing my mind. 
I realized watching this, it's been a long time because like there was a like speaking of scourge, there was a scourge of uh, movies, probably late '90s, early 2000s, like post Matrix, where in every action scene, like you know, something would fly at a character, and then it would slow down, right? And then right, they'd right. have to like you know, kind of like bend around it or whatever, and it was just so overdone. We haven't seen that in a while, so when it happened in this movie. Um, I, I started laughing because I'm like, oh my god, they brought back. Right, right. And it, it, it occurred to me in that moment, I'm like, whoa, when was the last time I saw something like that? But it was also effective. I guess he saw it in Guardians 3 during that uh, hallway fight. Sure. I think they're doing it smarter now. They're breaking yeah, yeah. it out when it's very complicated When you need action. to see some detail. Right, right. You, need, you need to understand, yeah. I think that like the it's three... It's like an aesthetic, like a cool, like, oh, wow. Yeah, the 300 thing where they were just doing it to do it. I don't yeah. think we're seeing a lot of that, but... Yeah, this yeah. movie's slowdowns, I'm like, I'm cool with that. Yeah, there is yeah. a lot happening on screen right now. <laughs> I watched a featurette that was on the uh, front page of IMDb. And they said that they only cast Optimus Prime, of course, because it's the same voice guy that goes back to like the 80s okay. with Optimus Prime. And they had, um, I think Peter Dinklage's Scourge was checked in. They're like, while the humans were filming it, they're like, yeah, we didn't have any idea who was going to do the voices. <laughs> That's so, crazy. Yeah, so like they would listen back and do like ADR and be like, oh God, that's that sounds funny or that's interesting, which I just thought was funny. This is like a press junket. Like they're supposed to sell me on the movie. They're like, yeah, we had no idea who was going to do the voices for these guys. So apparently Transformers movies, you just kind of start. Yeah, I mean, it's a green screen, so it's not like, you know, you need much to go off of, but... You said that one like didn't even have a script. You just start. Yeah, know. one of those Bay ones that was written when the um, last night. Yeah, sure. The one with the 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 swords. Maybe the Arthur's was, court. Maybe it was that one. Whichever one came about during the writer's strike of two thousand nine ish. That Transformers movie. They were like they didn't have a script, so they just had Michael Bay's like nine page outline. <laughs> just like started filming because it's like, I don't know, show some sand, some desert stuff. We're gonna go over this anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, have the Wayans brothers ever done you know they do all those parody movies like scary movie, right, right. teen movie. Have they done one called Green Screen movie where it's like a big blockbuster? <laughs> so, Sounds like no. Well uh, I mean there's all those like epic movies and that's oh, not green. Oh okay. But they're making fun of it. Well that's what I mean, yeah. Meet the Spartans has a Decepticon. Jesus Christ. The the, the guy that uh, follows Borat around plays, uh, what's it called? <laughs> the Decepticon guy. Oh. This movie didn't have any Decepticons, right? No, it's okay. pri- pri- uh, Maximals and okay. Creatines. Yep. Creed- <laughs> what is it? The bad guys. Decepticons. Cryodons? No. Oh, they had a funny movie. Decepticons? The. The bug guys? Prylons. The, They're the spray paint cans that transform into spray paint terror cans. Terrorcons. Terror cons? Yeah, I wrote it down in my... Terra. No, terror. Terror? Yeah, I had to look up how to spell terror con. I was like, there's no fucking way they're called terror cons. Isn't like, that terror. the festival that Phil Anselmo does in <laughs> Texas? <laughs> House con. Scourge, like, after he kills someone, takes their little emblem. Yeah, what's that was about? was there not a Decepticon one on him? I didn't see one. I think there was oh, a Decepticon when he was putting, one on him. I think he just kills people. Yeah, and then he yeah, takes yeah. off their little... Yeah, he had like I a Mandalorian. I think he's killed the Decepticon, too. Yeah, I mean, they're not saying Decepticons don't exist. But I think... I still feel like these are prequeling the... The Bay? Yeah. They are. Yeah, it's 94. Yeah, in that movie, like, they, they meet the Decepticons and stuff, so... Also, could you tell it was 1994 in that movie? Oh, geez. Yeah, there's a, like... 
Um, I've said this before, I think, but like uh, watching the Lost Boys recently solidified this idea in my mind. And Lost Boys is like the 80s, the most 80s, 80s movie you've ever seen, right? It's a very 80s movie. No one would argue otherwise. But when you watch this very incredibly 80s movie, there's a lot of like fringe suede coats and like hippie-ish kind of stuff because that was happening at the time. And if you were you know, a teenager then, and you were going to the thrift stores to get clothes or just trying to get some weird shit. You would have stuff from a previous era. I don't know. I think that that Doors cue is another thing. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that movie was dealing with some themes of like generation gaps and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, all tied together. Great movie, much better movie than Transformers. But, and that, that made me realize when people show the eighties, it never looks like the lost right. boys. It looks like, you know, saved by the bell, yes. like intro theme, you know, yeah. where it's just yeah. all neon and brights and spandex and, you know, headbands and, flash dance stuff to like really drive the point home and this movie does that in a pretty big way with 1994 yeah. stuff it's just reference songs etc it was all like squarely Constant, yeah. in that era yeah it didn't really look like it though no no and i think that's why that's what they call compensation <laughs> like when you have a <laughs> little kid decked out in jordan gear it's like hey look it's, it's 1994 he's talking about super mario brothers he calls his brother sonic and he's tails and you know, 1994, he's he's trying to play, he's trying to beat Bowser on the Game Boy. This is in the 90s, people. Ah, see, look, man, they get it. They get their audience. Children, they're coming off the heels from the Sonic movie, mm-hmm. the Mario movie. Mm-hmm. Kids get it. I mean, look, it's not like, <laughs> I'm not watching it thinking like, gro- oh, I guess I am kind of groaning. It's not like, it, <laughs> you're here for the goddamn, yeah, you're here for the Maximals. You're not looking for a period piece (laughs) you know and like real immersion in the era or whatever but it's like after your fifth uh you know dad rap 101 sync it's like okay we got it got it yeah (laughs) and it's even more frustrating because they use all the you know kind of well so i don't i like know nothing about rap so i know when i can recognize a song i'm like this is overplayed. <laughs> if I know, if I know who this is, I know this is overdone. It's very 101. I'll and uh, the, it's like that the whole movie, which is fine. It's like that's how you kind of establish a motif or something, right? Is we're playing hip hop from this era. Okay, cool, cool, cool. And then in the end, final the final battle scene is like a new song. I know, like a contemporary 2023 song. I just forgot to look up who did it. I was gonna put this out there. They had the Judgment Night soundtrack in '92. They could have used some cuts in '94. Right? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, no, any kind of harder. any digging. You I know? Have a question for everyone in the room. '94 um, yeah. was the po- Mighty Morphin Power Rangers that prominent in '94? Big time. '94. Yeah, okay. I think. Um, well, let's see here. I was in middle school at the time, and you're a fan. Like so. Yeah, I would say 94. It was popping. And it was like, when I say it was big, it was like big, big. I was watching it. Even back then, I was a cynical fucking prick. And I was just like, oh, this is so funny. Like, I was watching it in like a campy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you were that a kid at that time, it was, shit was like dead serious. All right, fair enough. They were banning, uh, banning it from schools. And <laughs> it's a real cultural concern. Damn, that's crazy. Cause yeah, because kids I, were just I, beating the shit out of each other. I, when I was a kid, maybe like five years old or four years old, I remember having a Power Rangers shirt. And they made me change it out, and I yeah. was like four. Because that's like <laughs> I didn't know why. Because they had flashbacks of fucking '94 <laughs> yeah, when they were just there was just fights breaking out every recess. I always thought Power Rangers was later. You know, just that's like what I, thought, I said. I that's thought, why I was I like Wu Tang was later too. Right. Well, no, Wu Tang made sense, but it was like Mighty Morphin '94. 
I was like, in 99, I was into it. How long How long was that rain, bro? It was a while. Yeah, I have zero idea. Any other time questions for um, authenticity questions? You want me to run back, run back to sixth grade and get you any more <laughs> intel? Uh, I, was, I was pissed off that he was wearing uh, Jordan 6s in the jungle. I noticed that. Don't fucking... Yep. You, Listen, I don't wear my Jordan 6s, though. Listen, work, you didn't know he I... was going to go to the jungle. He just had yeah. 6s on. I'm just wa- seeing him wade through the goddamn river. Plus, the back world then they were... is going to end. <laughs> back then, they were just sneakers. Like, they well, were just sneakers. I'm just saying they were on the Jordan 10 at the time. Yeah, oh. but, but he and had they... one shoe, you know. They were and poor if family. They... Hey, but he was like a private in the military, so he's like a little behind. Yeah, yeah you know? but... You were just saying you were mad that they didn't have stuff from previous I know, years. and then when they do, it's a kind of weird... Because <laughs> it wasn't like they had like retros back then, so it's like no. they would have been four years old. Mm. I don't know how intact it would be. I will say this. They do have an out because on military bases, they get all the surplus and dead stuff. Stock and they, you can get them years later. That's how we used to get old Jordans. But I'm just saying, I, it, as a fan of the six, it broke my heart to see him dragging them through the the, the river like that. That was. Cool. Wait, hold on, let me take these off. Yeah, yeah. Were they, were oh, they, I would have loved that. That would the maroon six. Movie right? would have gone up a full a full point if he was if he had the carmine sixes above his head, like in the in like old Vietnam movies where they carry the rifle above their head and walk through the water. He just got his carmine sixes above his head. Speaking about humans moving around in Peru, um, so these these robots and transformers, like they can obviously cover a lot of ground quickly because they have motors and you know they just they fall at a faster rate almost. But there's a point where they're at the top of like I don't know if it's Machu Picchu or, or whatever. Oh, there's the a is. desolate mountain, not a car yeah, on it, giant ass mountain, and then like everything kind of tumbles to the bottom. The human lady, she was at the top of the mountain, and like three seconds later, she's at the bottom. Yeah, it would have taken you like an hour to get down yeah, she's, by she's, any, if you, even if you ran, it would have taken slept. you. Down. She's falling flat. Yeah, you know, she's, she's falling just, straight. She's down. rolling down with like when you're a kid and you roll down yeah, the hills. Yeah. Then there's the part too where Mirage drops uh, his buddy, the human buddy, like probably about three stories, I would guess, because again, the scale keeps changing, and he's fine, doesn't like break his spine or anything. But hey, whatever. The real question is. Uh, Okay, so they're in Peru, and uh, the Terracons are chasing after the people, and like the... What's Michelle it called? Yo. Well, no. Tell, <laughs> no, tell them the, about the, the Terracons. The Autobots are on the ground, but the Terracons are just climbing over buildings, <laughs> and no one seems to care. Yeah, exactly. Even though, like, <laughs> it's like they're just giant fucking robots destroying houses and buildings. I know. I was, I was, I was stressed, like, location is so crucial, and they start in a museum, and I just, like... I mean, this is just silly things in my brain, but I get so uncomfortable watching people fight around like antiquities and it happens a lot. And I think filmmakers know it makes you uncomfortable. Like, you know, sure. the bad guy like shoots and misses and breaks some ancient Greek statue or something. So it's like, first they're there, then they're in like a crowded New York City spot and then they're in Peru, which is like a parade going on. And you're like, motherfucker, like, when are they going to get to a field? By the time that when they actually found themselves in an empty field, as these things should, it was like, okay, now it's on. Yeah. <laughs> I got to a lot more comfortable. Then they were ruining like ancient sites. Okay. <laughs> There's a point where on the ancient site where uh, they're trying to figure out how to get down to the chamber where the other half of the, um, the trans warp key is like, it's beneath ground. In order to get it, you have to align these like ancient stones or carvings rather within stone in a certain way. Those things have presumably been around for thousands of years. And you're telling me that nobody, no human at all in in rural Peru has ever just kind of twisted them and gone, <laughs> I think it, I think it would look cool if it went this well, way. Well, the people that know about it are cool. We're tight with the 
maximals, so they're like, we're not going to fuck with that. Well, the maximals. Uh, and the people had, you know, respect for that mm. site. And you can see that, like, she was saying there were, like, 17th century, like, walls around it. Like, it's probably always been, like, a holy site. But, like, I don't a teenager think growing up. An, I don't think you can, like, access it all the time. But, like, a teenager, you know what I mean? Just being like, F- I'm so bored. I live in Peru. I don't have, you know, it's you 94. You have a maximal to hang out with. It was bored. <laughs> The, the Maximals were hiding. Yeah, but they know they're there. They're just chilling. And the thing wasn't even in the thing. The the key wasn't even inside. They, they had no it in a blanket point. in their house. In well, thousands well, of years of human history, has anybody gone and messed with stones that very easily turn? Maybe they did. And that's why they're like, oh, let's give the other half of the transwarp key to the <laughs> yeah. rural people. That's why they were like, oh. kids, Fuck, kids keep messing with this goddamn crypt. <laughs> That we have a very simple lock on. We really oh, underestimated. That okay, they have another out. See, this movie is airtight. This we underestimated. Fucking airtight. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for that this movie like is completely locked up. There they, are no flaws. Then they just kept it on ground anyway in a blanket. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, the fu- best that's way like is people. in plain sight. Like otherwise, people are gonna be like, "What's in here?" You just get hand it to some guy. Also. So if it's in the blanket, it doesn't emanate the the ray that Autobots can see. Yeah, I don't know because I don't the think other... they turned it on. But, but they, they didn't turn on the other one in New York, and they could uh, see it. She did accidentally. Yeah, she put it. the uh, she put the she beam around the it. That's all it took. And that's what they're like. What the fuck is happening? Oh shit! Once again, this movie airtight, <laughs> yeah. no flaws. <laughs> Only the huge light blinding from the sky. Only us robots can see. Yeah, that. what the fuck. <laughs> They have different eyes. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot Terminator of stuff eyes. we can't see. Unintentional Optimus Prime comedy is like his wipers are right where his nipples would be. I would have lost it if if, one, if just like one scene, like the wipers just go. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm a kid. That's I why it. I like this movie. How come Mirage only uses his Mirage power like twice? To justify the name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like, because he's like, you know why they call me Mirage? And then he did it once. <laughs> he did it once to, like, to get away from the cops. And then when he has the fight, the main, uh, what's his name? Scourge. Scourge. He does it once, and then he gets his ass whooped. <laughs> then he yeah, never doesn't do it, doesn't again. treat him well. Because it's like, yeah, you could trick cops on the road because they're not used to seeing this shit. Robots can. Yeah. Hey, but the, the ass whipping, was, did you think it was cool? I thought it was cool. Oh, I mean, I thought the whole movie was cool. <laughs> the fight scene, that Sometimes one specifically, was yeah. Pretty cool too. Yes. Yeah, he rubs uh, uh, Scourge's face into the molten lava. So cool. the... And he like first he dips his sword into the yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a cool part. But then he starts to look like Ultron, like his face once he took the mask off. Oh, you think they were gonna connect the movies? I was like, yo, no, I didn't think that. I was like, I wonder if uh, the people that did Ultron are working on this one. They're just like, fuck it, <laughs> we know how to do Ultron. Control C, Control V. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you think you think Michelle Yo? With a gun to her head, yes. It was like, uh, ha- like, didn't know how to scream as Air Razor. <laughs> <laughs> I've been shot. I, I gotta kill you. I don't try to fight it. <laughs> My maximal body is being attacked by Scourge's Deceptoblast. Because <laughs> she's glitching out. I wish to return to yeah, Cybertron. Like, she was like a computer. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah, it was funny. You kill me, it's fine. <laughs> Michelle Yeoh. Yeah. <laughs> you probably were like, we're just gonna, we're going to add some effects on it later. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> no, I never don't have to worry about you it. Think, uh, you think she recorded that in her house? I don't know why I'm nah. like Michelle Yeoh bums me out. Ron Perlman is like, yeah, he's cool with it. <laughs> he's, Who's Ron he's Perlman? Down. He's uh, he's Optimus Primal. 
Oh, it's Prime. I was named after you, Optimus Prime, because sure I think you're so cool. I think Ron Perlman is just like. I think Ron Perlman is just out of this, has no idea what a Transformer no, is. No, I think he's just like, whatever. I, I want to believe Ron you, Perlman is just too. He does. Too... As someone who was Hellboy, you got to have some like. I, think, I like to believe he just wants to have fun. Yeah, uh, I don't know about Michelle Yeoh's thing. Actually, Ron Perlman's like he actually is up on culture for sure. Point being, I don't think he's like you know I don't I don't think he has a shelf for these collectibles or anything. Well, I think he just or has wants... ever seen an episode of Beast Wars, but I think he's down <laughs> in a way that I Michelle Yeoh probably is not. <laughs> I think he just wants that free ticket to Comic Con, honestly. Right. Yeah. Let me get to Comic Con. I used to go all the time for uh, Sons of Anarchy, but since that's over, let me get this shit in. <laughs> I like the idea of Comic-Con being like, no, Ron Perlman, <laughs> you pay like everyone else. Come on. You don't get to be on the cast And you're not list. getting any sort of like panel or booth. Sorry, you didn't do a movie this year. Can't yeah. help you, man. <laughs> fine, fine. I'll do something nerdy. Better. <laughs> you were saying that like uh, the other people didn't have personalities. I guess if you didn't even notice that it's him, he doesn't even have yeah. one in there. No. It's too bad. Yeah. But I don't even remember the bad guys. Scourge? No. I remember Scourge. Yeah. Oh, you mean his friends? Everybody else. Oh, right. yeah. Well, how about like Scourge's completely ineffective like hatchlings? They, were, those are the terror cons. Yeah, the rest right? of the terror cons were. Oh, those little came dogs? Off, little they dogs were doing and... the most. Oh, you mean his little bugs. <laughs> but they were terrible. You could beat them so easily. Oh, I mean, they're dogs. Yeah, I think they're just there to, for the humans to be chased. And then um... they're less effective than a real dog. <laughs> like I've seen real dogs take down humans. Those things didn't take down any humans. Yeah, but I think they probably were used to like uh tell the Terracons where they were at. Intel. It was really annoying how they kept giving the dogs like important missions, like go rip the flesh yeah. from their bones. It's there's like th- I I can't. They keep sh- killing me. Yeah, there's two people who are underneath this uh tunnel here and they're gonna undo our whole empire. Send our weakest guy. Yeah. Send our yeah, and it's our like, autonomous drones. Yeah, it's like it's like a scientist and a guy that like got kicked out of the army because he wasn't good at being in the army. Like, yeah, like go rip the flesh from their bones. It should be easy, right? No, it turns out it's the hardest thing to do. So what do you think the next movie would be like, honestly? Like, what do you think, like, what year? G.I. Joe. Because, well, listen, the last one was based in 87. Okay, in 87. This is 94. In 94. Seven years later. No, they do 99. It's the new millennium. millennium. Ooh, they do the countdown? Yeah. Basically, the intro to Iron Man 3. This is, that's gonna be oh, that'd be is. crazy. Show Sam Witwicky as a child. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Were there dino, like, what weird uh, Transformers came out in Bumblebee? It was just Bumblebee. No uh, other Transformers. Just him? I think, yeah. It was, if I remember correctly, it's Bumblebee and Haley Steinfeld driving around in Bumblebee. And then the bad guys are John Cena, but they're just trying to, like, capture him. John Cena played a bad guy? Not really. He's not, like, a bad guy, but okay. he's, like, an agent that wants to capture Bumblebee. I have my orders. I'm bringing you in, car. Listen, Haley Steinfeld, I understand you like this car, but it is my duty to get this car in... Uh, in lockdown. I really want this car. Well, and it's an alien. alien. Is, is the fighting cool in, in Bumblebee? Because they're not fighting other robots, you're saying. Oh, fuck. Is Bumblebee the one with the cool-ass opener that looks like pretty much the cartoon in real life? I can't remember which movie that is. I think it opens up with them fighting on Cybertron, and then all of a sudden Bumblebee like heads to Earth. And that's why he's by himself. He just went solo. Yeah, the fight was cool because that was like the only time you yeah, see like other robots. multiple robots. Yeah, who's fight? Who's he fighting in? He's Bumblebee? just running away because he's just by himself. Oh god! So there's no fighting. Not really. But the movie was good. I liked that movie a lot. 
But that said, like <laughs> since you, it sounds like you've seen almost all of them, if not all of them. Once at least. Was this one? Did this one have the best action? If there's one with better action, I'll watch it. This one satisfied me. One's funny. Okay. But the opener of the three is funny too. Okay, I didn't ask about funny. I said action. I'm saying the action is funny. Ah, uh, see. <laughs> the one is funny because it's like this is the first time. Yeah. And this is a special effect bonanza. Cutting edge of two thousand seven. Is that the one? Okay, so it's Shia LaBeouf and Megan Fox. Yeah. Anyway, so the the <laughs> robots and the fighting in this one, I would say, is better. Even though I think Bumblebee is a better movie, I would say Bumblebee won this one. Okay. Weirdly, in the power ranking, <laughs> then the opening to Transformers Three or whenever Megan Fox. <laughs> I hate this opening part. I don't know. It's what funny because uh, can't call twenty minutes. It's a short film. Part of the power I get ranking. It. It's a short film. What's, isn't it three where the robots can become human? Remember that? Like what the fuck? Sam Witwicky's like talking to some chick, and he's like, "I'm about to get laid because Megan Fox is out Shut of the movies." Up. And then she, her tongue is a robot. Oh my that could have been a nightmare. God. I don't remember anymore. That could have been a nightmare. Like a nightmare scene that he has. Oh, I thought you were talking about like your own personal nightmare. Uh, that is a fucking. That is what. Which I see one is the breakdancing twins? Oh my! That three. God. I think so. Dark. Racial caricature uh, came into question often during that one, (laughs) notoriously. This one kind of had one, like the Peruvian van. Yeah, it had enough. Yeah, it had enough. (laughs) They were were honoring the tradition, (laughs) for sure. But I like the... The like World War II thing. That's the funniest part of the movie. Did he have a mustache? Oh, you've never seen the other ones, huh? I I think the last night is the one where the guy has a giant robot beard. (laughs) <laughs> and it like moves around and shit. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck do this, this guy need a beard for? Oh, I love it. But that that airplane is like coming in and then just falls down. Like he crash lands and then he turns into a robot man. That's That was really funny. And the other part when I laughed is when, uh, I don't know who the other monkey is, but in the beginning... They're like fighting, and then the young monkey who's acting as primal, he like he gets told, "No, you have to go and protect this thing. I'm gonna go fight him off or hold him off." But when he introduces him, he's like, "Optimus Primal." Yeah. <laughs> that's when like I never heard that term before. Yeah, it was the funniest thing <laughs> in the world. Like he's gonna call him Optimus Prime, and I said maybe everyone's called that. That's something like it's a ranking or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> no. Optimus Primal. It's like, wait a minute. So you guys are primal on your planet too? Hell yeah. That is a that is a good like. This is the fucking movie you paid to see. Get used to this. Acclimate yourself. Optimus Primal made me realize that you like, given where the state of animation is currently and green screen stuff, you could probably do a Spawn movie again, and it might actually work. Because the reason it made me think of it is because there's a character in Spawn called Cygor. And oh, yeah, so, yeah. it looks just like Optimus Primal. So, I don't know. Transformers. Is there more than meets the eye? Or is uh, is it a beast boar? <laughs> <laughs> Standing by it. Um, uh, this is, there, there's more to meet the eye again. This is, uh, I'd, I'd be lying if I said that this is, is like a great film or that this is going to be like on some end of the year list of like most phenomenal anythings. But I cannot stress what a uh, enjoyable thing it is just to have a watchable Transformers movie. 
not a uh, just slogged down, overdone mess like we've seen before. This is the most improved franchise. Good job. Took you like six movies, but you finally got one. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Transformers and the Beasts and Op- Optimus Primal and, um, the, and the gang. Good job, everyone. <laughs> it is more than meets the eye. Yeah. <laughs> It's the best Transformers movie they've made since the uh, since the animated one. You haven't seen Bumblebee. I haven't seen Bumblebee. Have you seen highly, the first five? Sorry. Have you seen Dylan the first now five? highly recommends the I Bumblebee. I believe I have. If All I five. Have, I don't know how. Well, I'll I'll give you some insight. Speaking of guns against heads, uh, I think when at some point we were behind a couple, and I was just like. You know what? It's robots fighting. How bad can it be? Like I may have like <laughs> torrented it or something. Like it was during those times. I'm like we're watching the new the fucking Transformers movies. I don't care. <laughs> we're fucking watching Transformers. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> so yeah, I think I might have forced that on you, and then immediately it was like, oh, how could, <laughs> how could it be bad? <laughs> like how could it be this bad? Like I'm in the mood for a dumb. I'm in the mood to torrent the Transformers. <laughs> I'm signing up for this. Let's get caught up on the Transformers. It was like, oh boy. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, those so, are bad. Yeah. Those are bad, and the Transformers themselves, their design is bad. This one, I liked it. Everybody looked pretty cool. I thought the action was good. I thought the the people acting was fine. It's kind of a fun story. It, yeah, I liked it. It was good. All right. I'd like to take a moment and talk to Hasbro Films, Mr. Bro, if you're listening. Um, I need you to make these movies even dumber because this is the first (laughs) one that I recall enjoying because I wanted to see, as Colin pointed out, robots fight. I saw robots fight. I saw them in panoramic views fighting. It made me really happy. Uh, When you slowed stuff down, that was fantastic. However, when you had human interest stuff, I checked out because I don't like that in my robot movies please make them dumb just have them hit each other have a very simple stupid plot that anybody can pick up without having to have robots talking explaining what's going on we don't need that we just need them hitting and punching and slamming it into each other and if you have to make it 82 minutes you know what i mean so you can still sell it overseas that's perfectly fine make them dumber thank you for your time mr bro i uh i yield my time Mr. Hasbro, if you're still listening to that nonsensical review, <laughs> go ahead, put Marky Mark back in there, no! put John Cena back in there, yes. bring back uh, Tyrese and the other military guys sure. from the first couple movies, <laughs> bring them back, let them have their like uh, fast X, their fast and furious <laughs> moments where they just all come back. They're all alive. And it's present time, so like John Cena still looks like he's in 87. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. But for real Z, uh, I stood and I rose for the rise of the beast. I saluted the film. <laughs> you did. I did. And uh, I would say go watch it. It's really good. Um, if you like your first 20 to 25 minutes of just being songs after song after song that you've heard of like a million times. Dad rap classic. Yeah, that was the crazy part. I will say it just happened like just nonstop yeah. for the first 30 minutes. Like it was like a radio that was just playing in the yeah. background. But I will say, go watch it. It's fun. Your eyes will not hurt as much as like the other Transformers. And um, it's good. It's fun. Fun t- family time. This is probably a good soundtrack, right? For like kids who it's yeah. like aimed towards. Because I think I was telling you 
that's like if this is for kids they don't know what any 90s hip-hop or anything is so you're just kind of hearing it and you maybe have heard a couple of those songs because they're popular yeah then you can be like oh this is this kind of music and then you can get the soundtrack or something and kind of learn more about it i guess because i didn't even know a lot of that stuff i i only knew like like the really obvious popular ones I could see it being a very easy like entry and a good soundtrack to sell kind of like the guardians if you really want to go down that path uh i just happened to watch this movie from i think 2017 called dope which is like one of the workaholics guys and uh it's it's yeah it's like these this group of kids in la that only care about uh 90s hip-hop and uh it's, it's a weird movie, but like it's it's just like chock full of it, and they do have like some deeper cuts, and it's more interesting than I think the Transformers selection. There we go. Also, mind you, that movie's not for children. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and this movie will reach children. <laughs> no, making kids watch dope. <laughs> Kandahar, uh, directed by Rick Roman Waugh, written by uh, Michelle LaFortune. <laughs> no, really. Think so. Related to Orson Fortune? No, no, no further <laughs> intel. Uh, you got Gerard Butler in it. Uh, you, you got Navid Nagaba. Those are the two main guys in the movie. But it's the second film ever to be filmed entirely in Saudi Arabia from the West. Second American movie to be filmed entirely in Saudi Arabia. There mm-hmm. you go. Factoids. Yeah, because it's I guess the movie takes place in like the in like Afghanistan, right? And supposed Americans leaving. And it's, you know, in the kind of the power vacuum that exists now. So it's that kind of uh, political landscape. They got some black ops guys, of which Gerard Butler is, of course, one of them. So the first, uh, like, sequence in the movie is Gerard Butler and some other guy doing some kind of really, um, like, subterfuge tech stuff. And essentially blowing up a Iranian uh, or nuclear reactor Facility. facility thing. And so it's like they're showing you that they've got, like, guys who are still uh, black ops. They blow up the power plant, and then um, they're, this guy who hires the black ops people to do stuff, he's like, do something else for me. And, of course, it's like, yeah, it sweetens the deal. So Gerard Butler has to go along with it. And um, right before that starts, they link him up with this translator guy, Mo, and um, basically he's found out. They discover who he is as the guy who blew up the power plant. So now he is like the most wanted person among the Taliban and ISIS and everyone else, all these different kind of uh, factions of that uh, region are like after this guy because they want his uh, head on a platter and they want the reward from it. So him and that Mo, the translator guy, are on the run and there's a bunch of people after him and it that's the kind of movie that it is. And... There's, they're trying to get to Kandahar, which is where the, um, what, what the British airplane people. Yeah, there's, that's like the only place they can get extracted because they're like, you've been burned. <laughs> Your cover's blown, so we can't go in and get you. You got to just go to where this plane is already going to be leaving from. In Kandahar. Yeah. My point of bringing this up in a goofy way is that's a stupid name for a movie. It's just like the location they're trying to get to. <laughs> it's so arbitrary. <laughs> um, but there's a, I want to give a shout out to Ali Fazal. He is in the film. He's the cool uh, villain guy. He's a, he, uh, You know, again, there's just a bunch of people after him. There's a lot it's, of villains. Yeah. So you're kind of like, who cares? Except this guy's super cool. He's all in black. 
rides a black motorcycle. Everyone else is riding around in like, uh, you know, Nissan trucks and, you know, all the, the Taliban kind of trucks that you see in these kind of movies. They're all riding that. And then here's this guy in a black motorcycle just cutting through. He's uh, he's like super, he's a huge actor in like uh, Bollywood kind of movies. Oh, yeah? Uh, he was uh, 2014's Most Desirable Man as voted for in the Indian version wow. of the Times. Yeah. So... He fucking kills it in this movie. He's really cool. He's like the, the the main bad guy or whatever. Anyways, bunch of bad guys chasing them. They're on the run. Um, I don't think I need to elaborate any further. Uh, this is a watchable movie. It's fine. It's passable. Uh, it's definitely again in the. I, I keep re. I I gotta come up with something new, but it's very TBS middle of the day. It's a movie on TV. That's a that's a real downside about going to see whatever and like kind of going out of your way to see smaller movies it's like you'll be greatly rewarded when it's something like unique and like a standout kind of film or you will be just so whatever to death <laughs> like like man this is just a streaming movie or this is just a this is just a big old plate of whatever and that's kind of what this movie is it's, it's got action you're on the run it's fine everything looks fine there's with that weird subplot with a journalist lady yeah, that made no sense. Okay, so this like that's it. It makes sense in the sense that the terrorist guys are like, "Who blew up our power plant? Find me someone." They're like, "Here's this journalist lady." They're like, all right, whatever, get us her. And they interrogate her and they take her laptop and they basically figure out that's how they out Gerard Butler, right? So it's a pivotal plot point, but you spend a lot of time with this lady in jail and like getting captured and like a lot of emphasis is put on that. Oh, is she going to get rescued or is this what's going to keep Gerard Butler in the game? Um, but no, she's just like in there. And then at the end of the movie, they're like, all right, let her go. <laughs> and it shows a guy letting her go for no real reason. So it's like, well, just take that lady out of the movie completely. It's, it, it, it's quite silly. Not a loose thread, just an extraneous thread really. Or like maybe some part that got like kind of lost on the editing floor or something like that. But, um, yeah, not a, not a, not a bad movie. Just a kind of bland, whatever, running around the desert action movie. You'd agree? Yeah, but maybe it's not like a TBS movie because it's like kind of not boring enough. There's not super boring parts. Yeah. It kind of moves along. And after coming off of watching uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant, right? which if you really shorten it, has the same plot. Yeah. In Afghanistan, a soldier yeah. needs his Translator. interpreter. Yeah to get him to an extraction point. Right, yes. <laughs> but it's a very different movie. This one is feels a lot more like an action movie than like a war movie. Yeah. Because, again, you're not having like two different sides fighting each other. You have the Iranians and then the Taliban and then ISIS. ISIS. And then there's somebody else, I too. I don't know who it is. But that was part of the problem to me. Is like I don't know who. <laughs> I'm just, just like at some points you're like, okay, somebody's chasing them. That's the that's all yeah. you need to know. It's the warriors, right? Where <laughs> it's like different. <laughs> the different gangs are going after them. Yeah. But instead of the baseball furies, <laughs> it's shit. ISIS. Yeah. yeah. The plot you described is the fucking warriors. Right. Right. <laughs> and instead of uh, you know New York, it's Afghan. Afghanistan. Yeah. So sometimes you can't tell who it is, but it kind of doesn't matter because. Everyone's after them. Right. So maybe something a little different than TBS because it's not as like uh, pulling at your heartstrings. Right. Or, well, not um, Hallmark. It's not as like serious yeah. as like a Shawshank or right. like I could see The Covenant being on there too. This is more like 
You mean TNT, right? <sighs> TBS is very funny. TBS and I'm just thinking. I'm just imagining it's like sad. It's Saturday. It's on cable. I turn on the TV. There's a movie. It's Pirates of the Caribbean. You can't tell which one. There's squid people, <laughs> and then like you change it around, and then you come back 20 minutes later, and it's like there's uh, some other completely different scenario they're in, and it all kind of doesn't matter. So you're like, yeah, fine. <laughs> it's just happening. Something is happening in the background, but you're not particularly invested. That kind of movie. See, now that's USA. Good. Right? These are valid points. I'll I'll see your I'll see your point. <laughs> um, Kandahar. Uh, I, I won't even come up with something funny for this. This is a this is a movie. I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it if you like. Kind of a, you know, a, a friend of mine. I was talking about the movie Plane with Gerard Butler. I was trying to explain it to him. He's like, "Oh, Gerard Butler is in it. Yeah, he only does trash. That's great. I'll watch this." <laughs> Oh, wow. It's like if you want if you like your 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 dumb Gerard Butler action movies, hey, this is one. It exists and I didn't I didn't hate it, but uh man, I would not go out of my way to see this one. Yeah. Um I don't I don't know. I mean, watch it if it comes on and you kind of like uh action movies. It's weirdly uh I I was wondering if I was going to feel uncomfortable after a while because it's like this is an action movie. It's not like a serious war movie or anything. So in that way, it's a little insensitive to be the backdrop of an action movie. Right, right. This like crazy, yeah, kind of crossroads like a real of a culture that's happening <laughs> presently. You right. know, it's kind of I don't know. It's a, it's a little iffy. But uh, you know, if you're just taking it face value, it's an action movie. I thought it was pretty good, really. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I would say yeah, watch it. Um, you know, if you have the option and <laughs> you know, like two hours free or whatever. And now. At Colin's request, I'm going to read you the uh, the Malton entry for the first Gremlins movie. Uh, full context, uh, because there's only one movie to watch this week. Of course, we're watching some uh, stuff at home, and uh, yeah, we, we I got I got I'm, I got Gremlin fever right now. We got that new Gremlins cartoon, and uh, watch the old movies, and uh, I got I, I'm in the high pitch fever Gremlin mania. But then uh, in the movie, in the Gremlins 2, the Gremlins kill Leonard Malton <laughs> for doing a bad review. And I kept trying to find their bad review for the first movie. Like, what did he say about this movie that earned him a death in uh, Gremlins 2? And then you look up Leonard Malton Gremlins, all you get is information about his cameo. So, Brent, what were these damning words that uh, Leonard Malton put down to earn him an iconic moment in Gremlins 2? So first of all, he starts by giving it two stars, and then he says, A teenager's unusual new pet spawns a legion of vicious, violent monsters who turn picture postcard town... Oh, that's a typo on Malton's part. He should have put... That's why they killed him. It's a typo. There we go. Uh, Should have put turn A picture postcard town into living hell. Comic Nightmare is a cross between Capra's It's a Wonderful Life and The Blob full of film buff in-jokes, but negated by too vivid violence and mayhem. Cameos range from animator Chuck Jones to Robbie the Robot, but you have to look fast for executive producer Steven Spielberg. Howie Mandel is the voice of Gizmo, followed by a sequel. He must have changed this. That doesn't sound too offensive, right? Well, so, dude, my digging around says that maybe it was like an, an Entertainment Tonight segment that he had. Oh, And okay. he said something maybe presumably shittier, because that seems pretty fiddling. Yeah. 
That's an updated review right there. Mm-hmm. I, I could believe that. Well, him and so uh, again, I'm just going off of what I've heard on the internet. So don't quote me on this, but apparently him and Joe Dante, the director of Gremlins, yep. were like tight bros. And Joe Dante was like, bro, why didn't you fucking do my movie dirty like that? Wow. And it kind of like created a schism in their relationship. And him being in Gremlins 2, getting killed by Gremlins was like kind of a burying of the hatchet. And like they, they became friends again later on. But man, Joe Dante, just to, not to get off course too much, I had no idea the role this guy played in my childhood. Yeah. Rock and roll high school, the howling. Um, small to like small soldiers. I loved small soldiers when that movie came out. The Burbs was like the big one, mm-hmm. and uh, Matinee. Like he's done so many Legend. movies that I've loved, and just never made the connection that it's the same guy. So again, going on this uh, uh, Gremlins uh, revisit, I'm like, man, I am apparently a friggin' Joe Dante Mark because uh, two people from the Burbs uh, do cameos in. Gremlins 2, which I don't think most people would care about because I don't. Apparently, The Burbs was not as big of a movie to others as it was to me. <laughs> it was like a very big movie to me growing up. Like watched it a lot. It had like a, a strong presence in the video store. That's how I saw it. Pretty prominent. Yeah, great cover. You see Tom Hanks in like a yeah. bathrobe just on the streets, all stressed out with lightning going on in the back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was a, and that's a again, that's a, my Gremlin man. This guy just you know huge huge role in my life apparently. So, so he gave the first Gremlins two stars. Guess what he gave the one that he appears in? Five stars. <laughs> Three. <Aww. laughs> so he, he upgraded it. Did you like the second one better than the first? I think so. I Me mean, too. Yeah, so I can yeah. kind of see that. It's a, I mean, the the first one, like that bar scene where they're all just like chomping cigars and going so nuts. So good. <laughs> so goddamn good. And like the second one is like almost like start there and then go <laughs> build exactly. up. Yeah, and yeah. man, so rad, like just all these years of him not wanting to do the sequel and yep. finally comes around all the, the, the lore behind the sequel. It becomes like commentary Great. on making sequels. And even we like the, the clamp building, like the, his book is like note for note art of the deal, which is like, <laughs> you know, if you're not, I don't know why you would know what Trump's art of the deal book looks yeah. like, but yeah. if you don't, then you'll totally miss this so uh, uh, rip. But I don't know how there isn't a gremlins movie Every like two years, it's just a way to rip on like things in pop culture and you know, poke fun at them, uh, lampoon them, mm-hmm. have these little gremlins come around and make fun of you. Like, how do we run out of stuff to make fun of? Who would not want to watch gremlins make fun of like TikTokers right now? It'd be great. I guess that the whole like genre kind of went away, like silly, like uh, little things running around. Yeah, well, they, they all came from the gremlins, the yeah. ghoulies and the whatnots, critters. Yeah. All, if not for the gremlins, but Mr. Exist. Bro, if you're listening, please hit up my friend Dylan. He will write a gremlins movie for you every year as long as you require the rights to the gremlins. I want to write an unlicensed gremlins sequel. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah. Somebody send us enough money to make a gremlins movie. We'll make it. Yeah. <laughs> crowdfunded. Yeah, we'll crowdfund it. And that key and peel. Oh, yeah. The key and peel gremlins 2 sketch. Bat gremlin, you're in the movie. <laughs> Look it up. It is very funny. Yes. All right, you got a game for us? All right, popping off the back of a gremlin, we are going to get into the topic of creature features with today's edition of Malton. Your first movie is from 1997, and it's 105 minutes. You have only seven actors to choose from. Your description is... Entomologist creates a non-breeding insect to wipe out a plague of disease-carrying cockroaches. 
This works, but three years later, the cure is getting out of hand. The hybrids bred after all and have become giants, capable of disguising themselves as their favorite prey, people. Lively, scary sci-fi thriller becomes conventional in the last third. Until then, it's great fun. From Donald A. Wolheim's short story, followed by two direct-to-video sequels. I got title in one. Okay. Yeah, I don't know this one. Yeah, it, it sounds familiar, but I, I could be confusing it. Go ahead and but take this one you. home, Justine. It's Mimic. Yes. Ah, <laughs> we recently watched they the watched Mimic trilogy. <laughs> Colin, who's the director? <laughs> Fuck, Mimic? Oh, that's Guillermo? It is. Okay, yeah, yeah. your favorite, dir- or not your favorite. They, one of your favorites, I think you were going to say it was Joe Dante. No. no <laughs> that would be incredible. Not, like, not impossible either. Which one, what's the What's the best Mimic? Is it Mimic 3? Where they do like a rear window thing where it's like a kid. Yeah. No, there's like a kid who's like in, I gotta his, watch that. in his wheel. He's, or no, like a bu- he's a bubble boy. He's a bubble boy. He can't leave the room. And so he has to just sit and watch things. He's like, yo, there's mimics going on across <laughs> the street. And like he has like uh, disinfected girls come up and meet him and be like, there's no mimics. He Whoa. goes, no, look, it's, oh, you just missed the mimic. Yeah, it's a rear window thing. They do I'm a rear have to window. Watch that then. Mimic yeah, 3 is kind of tight. Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, who are you going to name? Mirrors Provino. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you've also got Jeremy Northam, Charles S. Dutton, Alexander Goodwin, uh, Josh Brolin is notable, uh, F. Murray Abraham, Giancarlo Giannini. So yeah. yeah, that's that one. Giancarlo, man, you ever want to have a have a young man just be an animal? Name him Giancarlo. Well, Giancarlo, Giancarlo Giannini. Esposito, the guy that says that uh, the. Someone's trying to walk out of here on a on a fried chicken. <laughs> and usual suspects, that guy's all burned up. Oh, <laughs> call him a fried chicken. You call yourself Giancarlo. I'm just saying, you can get, probably get away with a lot in life. Oh, he's probably. the Breaking Bad guy that has the chicken place. Oh, okay. There you go. Oh, and also the Giancarlo Jedi. Esposito. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jedi guy. Yeah, he or plays um, Jedi, but... the dark saber hoarder Moff Gideon. Yeah. Well, we'll go a year later. 1998, you've got 11 actors to choose from. A giant lizard monster moves uh, swiftly from the Pacific to New York Harbor and terrorizes the Big Apple. A biologist hooks up with a mystery man and his team to stop it. Giant scale, FX-driven no-brainer, doesn't make much sense, has shallow characters, and goes on too long, but still offers a surprising amount of fun, followed by an animated TV series remade in 2014. Got title in one. Mm-hmm. I have title in one. Ah. Um, Go first. You said it first. You can do three, two, one. Three, two, one, what? T- three, two, one title. Oh, okay. Three, two, one, Godzilla. Godzilla. And now our one. Three, two, one, Matthew, Matthew Broderick. Broderick. <laughs> All right, to break the tie, uh, whoever gets closest to the star rating will take this one. Oh, Jesus. According to Malton. One. Are there half stars? There are half stars. Oh, okay. So whoever's like, yeah, closest. One and a half. It's not going to be too shitty to this. This was a big movie. I could see him being political and giving it two stars. I'm trying to think of another character. Ooh, does Godzilla as a character count? No. As an actor? No. no. I have a, a oh oh I have an anecdote. When I worked in the video store, this movie was out, and there's a shitty poster. Well, not the shitty poster, but it's just like you know Godzilla's eye, and it says Godzilla, and the tagline is uh, "Size does matter." Yes. And these two drunk fucking couple comes in like, oh my god, we gotta get this for Bill. 
Size does matter. And they were just losing their fucking mind. And that's kind of when I started to dislike people like a lot. Like <laughs> really realize that like, oh yeah, I can just I'm uh I'm not in on this. Wait, I think I have the lady. Oh, hit me. It's not Nicole Kidman, is it? It's a blonde girl. I remember that. I don't remember who the fuck it is. Is there Jessica Parker in it and that's where they fell in love? Is a is is a, a pile of fish listed? <laughs> is baby Godzilla? It listed? is. Anyway, I say one and a half. It, Martin would probably give it a one if he was being honest. I think he's being political. He'll say two. I think you'd probably be right with that one and a half. But I'll I'll I'll, bump, I'll go to two. You win because it's actually two and a half in spite oh. of him torching it. Yeah. See, he's on, he's being political. He doesn't want to be a dickhead. Who's the girl? Okay, so here's who's listed. Matthew Broderick, Hank Azaria, Jean Reno, who played the professional, Maria Patillo, Harry Shearer from The Simpsons, Kevin Dunn, which is a WWF name, Michael Lerner, Vicky Lewis, Doug Savant, Arabella Field, and Bodie Elfman. Any mention of Pile of Fish? <laughs> I'm searching. I'm Does he searching. say that's a lot of fish in his review? Does Godzilla 98, nope. does that movie suck or is there Horrible. now some charm to it? No, no charm. When was the last time you saw it? 1998. Yeah, see? I, <laughs> That's a time capsule movie I'm, right I'm there. Gonna, I'm not you, gonna, know, you know how I know it sucks? There's still dead stock Godzilla like toys. Yeah. Just like you <laughs> could, the they will pay you to take them. That movie was huge when it came yeah, out. Yeah, but as there far was a cartoon. It was an animated series. Well, I, mean, I bet Godzilla, that animated series Godzilla's is a property. You can Yeah, but just based on that stuff. one, based on that one. Where's what the, the fuck go- happens in the cartoon? Because I was like, he was just a homie with the CIA or something. Well, the Men in Black cartoon is good. I'm betting the Godzilla animated series is good too. Go, go okay, ahead. the next one's from 1987, so we're gonna jump back 10 years, and let's see. This one you have 10 actors to choose from. Malton gave this. I won't. I won't say what he gave, just in case we have to break the tie. Anyway, your lead and his super SWAT team for hire are assigned by the United States to a delicate rescue mission in the South American jungle, but they soon find themselves battling a faceless, ferocious enemy that's picking them off one by one. Solid, suspenseful action film takes time getting started, but emerges a grabber, followed by a sequel. Fuck, I'm terrible at actor names. Any anecdotes? I mean, title and one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better have one. <laughs> yeah, I goddamn right I have one. Right, I'm going to just plead the fifth. You don't have two? You don't I have title? I think I have title, but I could be wrong. Okay. Because the, the the years was throwing me off. Lots of movies like that. I agree. I might have title and one. I'll go title and two. Mm-hmm. Is Carl Weathers in this movie? You're damn right he Okay, is. and yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger in the movie yeah. is Predator. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's See, not what I was thinking. Yeah, I thought Congo. I thought uh, I thought like Anaconda. Yeah, no, he said eighties. Never. Well, mind. that's what threw me off about Congo. I knew it wasn't Anaconda, but in my head, I was like, "It's Congo." No, listen, we're all we're all always thinking oh, about per- Anaconda. I, was like, I, was I didn't like, hear that. I was like, "Is it Operation Dumb Drop or whatever?" Dumbo. Same era, same era as uh, the Godzilla movie. They would play this like loop of trailers at Hollywood Video, and so like every shift, probably. Eight times I would hear snakes out there this big, <laughs> and I would just say that to my friends, and uh, they thought it was very amusing. <laughs> Unless you were in that friend group at that time, I don't think snakes out there this big <laughs> is the iconic line from film that maybe it was for my circle of people. But that was a, a forced meme, if you will. Well, Mr. VHS man, uh, what is the movie I'm thinking of then? 
Operation Dumb Drop, Gum Drop. Uh, Operation Dumbo Drop is when Dumbo Drop. That's that it. says Kelsey Grammer in it, possibly, and they drop off an or no Bill Murray, and they drop off an elephant. No, I th- isn't it? Who's the guy from uh from uh Saw One? The the main Carrie agent. Elwes. The guy that's chasing Jigsaw. You should not be the one. D- oh. Donald Glover. Right. Isn't that Operation Dumbo Drop? Operation Dumbo Drop <laughs> is not what I thought. It's no. Danny Glover. Okay. Donald Ray Glover Leota was an accident. I'm it. sorry. Danny Dennis Glover. Leary. This is not the movie I thought it was. Yeah, they had to drop off an elephant. They do have to drop off an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the name. Your other notable was, of course, Jesse the Body Ventura. What is my connection with Bill Murray and an elephant? Zombieland. Dumbo. Larger than life. Thank you. Bill Murray and an elephant. Yes. Okay. We're back in the 90s. <laughs> 1999. You have nine actors to choose from. Floating scientific base is crippled by an unlikely accident, and the superintelligent sharks developed by researchers ungratefully begin chasing down their creators as the base slowly sinks. Sometimes exciting combination of Jaws and Alien has some surprises, but terrible dialogue and a preposterous premise. Ronnie Cox appears on Build. I, I may have title. I have what I believe to be the title, and yes. of course one, yep. if it is that title. I think it, the fact that you sound confident about the one. Yeah, okay. I'm going to go ahead and do a head nod. Yeah, here. but it's, well. It'd be a million different ones. Yeah, I know. There's two specifically that I, that. I'm flipping and flopping between. This one, the, no the, pun intended. The one you're probably thinking of and this movie go hand in hand. Because you're saying they're in space? Did I? He didn't say space. What he did just you said say? it's a base. Oh, I thought you said he's in space. Floating scientific base is crippled oh, by an floating unlikely accident. Space. <laughs> Sharks in space is wild. That's why I was like, where the fuck would you take a shark in space? Are you another, gonna... another script work. No, the Sharknado thing ruined all that. Peace all right, anymore. so Colin, you got title in one. I think... We might all have title in one. Okay. Um, I, I'm not 100% confident. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even that comf- comfortable with me. I'll say this. Let's just see if we can get some action going. There is a rapper in this one. Oh, then there's two. Yeah. Okay. So it's the same. Yeah, the title and two then. But I think I'm wrong with the title. I also think I'm wrong with the title and two. <laughs> just seen are you out? If I had to guess, I could also do... A title in two. Okay. Why don't you go first? Well, I'll just I'll just say the title. Uh-huh. Oh, you want a three, two, one as a group? Sure. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Three, two, one, deep, deep blue, blue sea. sea. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one, Samuel, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> three, two, one, LL Ice Cool J. J. Oh, I'm out. Okay. It's LL Cool J. What did you say? Ice I thought Cube? it was Ice Cube, but I think I got Anaconda on the brain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, Ice yeah, Cube. Yeah. I told you, everyone's got Anaconda fever right Anaconda. now. Very right. trending. Damn, that's crazy. Man. What Anaconda? was the other shark movie from this time? Was it just or is it only Deep Blue Sea? Keep in mind, the theme is creature features. There might be other movies that you just try to discuss now that we cover. So you don't discuss other okay, movies okay. right now. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Dylan, yes. what do you think the star rating was for this? Two. I'm giving it two. You're going two? I'm going to say one. Dylan takes it. Two and a half. Oh, again with the half. Review. He's yeah. crazy. This, this is mid. Again, this is a... I'm... I, well, maybe these are like revisited numbers, but it does seem like when they're big blockbusters, he doesn't want to shit on them. And again, would not that you would guess it from the cultural climate today, but this was a very popular film in its time. Mm-hmm. 
1997 once again all right you have eight actors to choose from documentary film crew adrift on the amazon is besieged by a giant killer snake hokey special effects and an <laughs> expositionless script detract but there's campy fun in the form of one of the characters dynamic snake poacher who speaks with a bad brando-esque drawl and strangles human victims between his knees Film makes most of beautiful Brazilian rainforest locale, yet the big serpentine climax looks strangely like deepest, darkest Arcadia. In fact, it's in the Arbitorium in L.A. County. <laughs> Eight gotta, to choose from. I gotta watch this one again. I got I got yeah. title and two. I think I I think I have three. Sick. I only have two. All right, hit me, Dylan. All right, this is I'm gonna save my I think three. Yep. Anaconda, right? Yes. Ice Cube. Yep. J Lo. Yep. Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> What's with Anthony? I don't Hopkins? know. I just have this stupid face in my head, and I just all I can think is Anthony Hopkins' face. Um, no, I know which character you think is Anthony Hopkins. It's gonna drive you crazy when I say it. Um, but there's also if you um, have the other person. No, fuck no. I got uh, yeah, just J Lo and Cube. Oh, those were the two. Yeah, of okay. course. There's a uh, snake. <laughs> oh, anaconda count? Anaconda. Does it, do they call? Do they say the snake? Do they say big old snake? They did say giant killer snake in Peter there. Cushing. So, yeah. um, <laughs> Peter Cushing. Um, so there is a a famous brother in the cast. Anybody? Does that jar anybody's? Oh, list? don't. Uh, Alec Baldwin. No. Marlon Wayans. No. It's not a Wayans or a Baldwin. No, it's a. And it was a it was a nineties movie. 90s Are you sure? Mm. <laughs> they were in there somewhere. <laughs> hold on, hold on, everyone. Let's think about this real quick. Brother. brother. It's a brother. There's a famous brother in this movie that has an equally, f- perhaps maybe even more famous brother. Emilio Estevez. No. Charlie Sheen. Same last name. Still relevant. Still relevant. Probably even more relevant in the OOs. Hold on. Yeah, They've sometimes been in the same movie together. Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen Wilson's in it. Oh my god. The, the sick pull. Yeah. Oi. Oi. Okay. Let's wait, wait, wait. Guess the stars? Okay, what do you what do you got? You want to reread or no? No. Um God, it's the laziest answer. I'll say two. I'm gonna say two and a half. One of you nailed it exactly. Oh, oh wait, Justine, you have to go. Two. Wait, you can't pick me. I two, two of you named it, ex- it nailed it exactly. It's a two-star movie. Yeah, it's Anaconda. Damn, the one time it was a two and a half, motherfucker. Look at this. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's break the tie here. Runtime. <laughs> 85 minutes. <laughs> yeah. 71. 71? Okay. Damn, an I'd, hour I'd, and 10. Whatever. Yeah. Let's get I'd, this over with. I'd guess, I, I'd guess 105, but if I was naturally guessing, I'd say 105, but using my poker skills, I'd say 90 because you got excited when you looked at the runtime. One of you has, yeah, nailed it. 90 minutes on the dot. Okay. You know me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you hit I 90? I see your eyes raised, but that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a Fugazi guess. I, that was a natty. Okay. I have to admit, when I'm not doing natty. Okay. We're going to jump all the way back to 1982. You only have seven actors to choose from. Remake of 1951 film about Antarctic outposts terrorized by an alien organism. More faithful to the original story, but nonstop parade of slimy, repulsive special effects turns this into a freak show and drowns most of the suspense. Prequel made in 2011. Shot in Panavision. He dislikes this movie. See the rating being kind of low if he was being if he didn't just like retroactively yeah. fix it for the be that catty about fan it. base. 
So only seven actors to choose from. Um, are you one and one on this title? Yeah, and I one? got one title. Yeah, I don't even know if I have the one. Is Kurt Russell in it? Well, that was the that's the one. Okay, yeah. Well, that's the one everyone knows. Then that's not... okay. So everybody knows the movie. Yeah. The... Oh, okay. I have I have a second one, but I only know his character in a different movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> so will, you don't know I, the actor's what, hey, name. Check this out. I will accept that. Is there dog? Does it say dog? <laughs> Does it say dog in there? Does it say snake? Say dog. Um, it's the thing. Uh huh. Kurt Russell. Yes. And then I don't know his name, but he plays Fox in the Warriors. And then he's <laughs> uncredited it. in this film because he has beef. Yeah, he fought the director, John Carpenter. Wait, wait, fought? They were like a dispute. That's why he's not credited in the movie, but he's in the movie. That's he's like a big deal in the film, too. Awesome. And they just took his, like, they just, he just discredited him. Yeah. Messed up. I thought um, you were going to talk about the Oatmeal Man, who's also in this. Oh, no. Fox from the Warriors. Fox from the Warriors. That's a, yeah. And I, then I like, he's like not credited in the film. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give that's you. The, that's the, I just like doing stuff like that. No, that Fox way. is the guy that gets killed by the train because he's trying to protect uh, the girl. Oh, okay. And then he gets kicked into the front of the train. He's just quiet. He's the guy that witnesses uh, the Rembrandt guy killing Cyrus. All right. I'm gonna give it to him just because I like that that yeah. bit of trivia. Yeah, but, for sure. Uh, I like the Warriors a lot. Wilfred Brimley is in. Oh, this. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oatmeal Man. Uh, Oatmeal Man for sure. <laughs> what did he? What did he give it? Uh, did he give it? Uh, he could. This could be a one star. Three. You say three? If it's three, he's kayfabing because he didn't like it when it came. Three, out. Three, like one. It. Dylan, you got a guess on the stars just for fun? Three and a half. Three and a half. One and a half. Oh. Gus Collins. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, this was not a liked movie when it came out, and it sounds like, uh, what's his name, kind of shit on it, too. Last movie is going to be from 2013. You have 11 actors to choose from. Nations of the world have united to create gigantic fighting machines called Jaegers or Hunters to combat kaiju, terrifying monsters who have emerged from the oceans to wreak havoc around the globe. Your lead, adrift since he lost his brother in battle, is sought out by his former commander for one last attempt to defeat the kaiju, providing he can find a suitable partner. This could turn out to be the petite but powerful Kikuchi. Not just another Rock'em Sock'em robot movie, but a fresh, great-looking, genuinely exciting action yarn set in a science fiction future. The director and co-writer delivers the goods, only complaint is that it doesn't know when to quit. I disagree. You said this was 2013? 2013. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed. I have title and two. Mm-hmm. Title and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm title and one. Why don't you take it? So it's Pacific Rim. It is. With Charlie Hunnam. Yes. And unfortunately, you actually said the girl's last name. Her name is Rinko Kikuchi. Oh, I thought that was the character's yeah. <laughs> name. You're correct. Yeah, yeah. And? Um... And you don't know the very obvious you, one? Yeah, you got two that are pretty obvious. Oh, a Charlie Day. There we go. One more. Who's the commander? I was trying to think about that. I don't Yeah, I drew I was drawing a blank on everyone. Idris Elba. Ah. <laughs> uh you know who else? Because it's uh Del Toro. Oh, um Is Ron Perlman in it. Correct. Yeah. Ten out of ten movie. Should rewatch. Yeah. Should watch like every year. I agree. Let's do like a stupid holiday we can pick, like Flag Day or something, <laughs> or you just watch Pacific Rim. That's coming up June fourteenth. June fourteenth. Okay. Yeah. New, new new tradition. Pacific Rim. Every, June fourteenth. Every Flag Day. Yeah. Uh, star guess. Um, like I would not guess that he rated it high. 
But I'm going to say it's out of five, potentially. Uh, it's out of four. I think it's four. Re- uh, yeah. Oh, I'll say three, just based on the uh, how much of praise he heaps on the review. Yeah. I'm assuming he likes Del Toro. I'd say three, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, just for fun? Yeah, it's for fun. Four and a half. Well, out of four. <laughs> oh, that's out of four. That was five. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Four. The answer is three. Yeah. Dang. Another Del Toro banger. He that doesn't miss. Review. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. What's his name? Malter. All I do is win, 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 win. Guillermo <laughs> Del Toro singing that. Oh, he <laughs> didn't catch that. All right, Dylan, tell us what we're watching next week. Unlimited. Yeah! Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Regal Movie Masters Unlimited. Gotta go fast, baby, because we're in the DCEU with The Flash. And I'm going to speak for everyone here. We're honestly really excited for that. Then we go into the world. What kind of world? A world full of elements. That's right. Pixar's elements will be viewed and talked about by us. And we also got a horror comedy movie, The Blackening, which looks really fun, actually. Anyways, everybody, see you at the movies. Bye.